for tuning in to the Not Applicable Show once again. I'm Aspen. And I'm Noah. This is a show where we talk about anything and everything that may or may not be applicable to you. Or not. Well, I think that I actually said may or may not, but... That's right. Yeah. You get the gist. It could be, it could not be. Yeah. Just kind of depends on what your stance is. Well, everyone hear that door? That was nice. Yeah. Anyhow, another week, another conversation. Yes, here we are yet again, sitting across from each other in our room. Mm-hmm. It's Sunday late afternoon. I'd say Sunday Early evening. evening. Yeah. And we are just vibing. Mm-hmm. How's your week been, hon? It's been pretty good. I think that I have been... Uh, I think I've just been a little overwhelmed with school, but what else is new? Yeah. I am over halfway through, so... Yeah. We just, were just staying at my mom's house for the week. Yeah. Uh, from Saturday to Saturday. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Just to have like a little staycation in a way. Yeah. And, you know, we love our family, but... It's nice just to have some quiet time. Yes, I think we both definitely are looking forward to when we have our own space in our own home so that we can kind of be able to flourish in our own ways and enjoy the quiet of the quiet of just being a couple and Mm -hmm. not having a large family. And I love our family so much, but, you know, little kids tend to be loud and there's nothing wrong with that, but. That's my just social battery just depletes. Yeah. But, yeah, I honestly just think that, like, it's weird, though, because even if one person leaves the house, or, like, one sibling leaves, the whole dynamic of the house has changed, and most of the time it's pretty quiet. Yeah. But when everyone's here, it just gets a little, woo, like a little party every day. A little crazy, day. yeah. But, yeah, my two younger sisters... They're pretty quiet. They definitely have their moments where they're just, like, having a grand time, Mm -hmm. which I do not blame them whatsoever. But I feel like the little kids, it's like they're quiet all day long, and then when you want them to be quiet, it's like they don't turn it off. Yeah. It's loud all the time, but, you know. That's right. That's what being a kid's about. It is. I'm just gonna... I never really say anything because I remember what it was like to be five and... Mm-hmm. Be making noises all the time. Yeah. So if you if you hear some noises in the background, that's don't, why. Don't be alarmed. It's just children. Just our siblings. Yeah. Um, How was your week this week? It was good. It was a bit busy in a way. Mm-hmm. I told you about this, but I didn't talk about it on the show. So basically, this job that we're at is remodel and kind of new construction there's an addition to it they're adding a basement mm-hmm. and it's remodeled just because we're really not adding anything or we're, we're going off of what's already there mm-hmm. so like the only thing that's taken down is like drywall mm-hmm. so that we can you know see what we're doing because i think they're redoing the walls oh nice yeah but we we're only supposed to be there for like two and a half weeks mm-hmm. but the builder and the homeowner keep adding and changing stuff on us. Yeah. So now my crew is saying we're going to be there through August. Well, 
more work, more money. I mean, I don't really care. I get paid either way. I think yeah, this is the only thing that's frustrating is, you know, having to move stuff, having to repull things. Yeah. And it's like, we'll rope up a room, but then they'll change something. Mm-hmm. And that'll just be super frustrating. Yeah. But it is what it is, and I get paid either way for it, so exactly. I can't really complain. It's like you get paid no matter what kind of work you're doing, so yeah. whatever. So, also last week, we talked about doing a Q&A. Yeah. And <laughs> so many of you guys, like, you know, flooded our DMs, asking us so many questions, so we couldn't be more thankful for that. I'm totally kidding. Only one person responded. Not a joke. Thank you for asking. Yeah, I'm actually going to go grab my that. phone. Oh, okay, fine. Real quick to read off the questions. I'll be right back. Hold on, keep talking. Okay, well, I'm just here. If you are a college student also doing summer quarter, just want to let you know that I really feel for you. And, you know, I'm saying a prayer, sending out some vibes, some love. And all I can say is that this next week, it's going to feel so nice. Or not this next week, this next month. I have like one more month of school and that last day of school, it's going to feel so good. Like, (sighs) yeah, I bet it's going to feel incredible. Also, I'm going to check my Instagram to see if anyone responded because I don't think you posted a question. I think you just posted. Oh yeah. Like the ask me thing. Because I'm really smart and I know how to use Instagram. Yeah. That's all right. No one responded to us on that either. Um, oh, when we said, or when we said, any suggestions for how we should announce a new episode of the NA show? My sister replied twice, and she said, text me, and she also said, post a dance video on stories. <laughs> I think we can probably do both of those things, so yeah, be looking out for... Oh, and then I responded to it because I thought it would be funny, I said, just yell. Nice. So, we can do all three of those things technically. Yeah. Maybe not my suggestion because I don't think it would be received very well. But yeah. I'm wait. not much of a dancer, so I don't know if I'm going to be doing that. But yeah, I, I think, really. I'm... I think you will be doing it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Anyways, I think I'm going to try to figure out something we can post. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's on our stories or on, you know, our actual account. Mm-hmm. You know, how the heck we can just tell people that we have the show going on. Mm-hmm. I think I might start posting on my Instagram stories, like, just a link to the episode. Yeah. Just being like, new episode drop. We talked about this. It was super fun. Yeah. I think I will probably, since I really love Dakota, I think I'm going to probably do a dance video. You'll be you'll be seeing that probably on the not applicable Instagram. So go ahead if you want to see me dancing on the not applicable show. Go ahead and follow at the not applicable show on Instagram. Yeah. Or you can follow us on our personals at Aspen Just and Noma Just. Yeah. So. Anyhow. Anyhow. Back to the very short Q and A. Yes. My good friend Elma from high school. So Elma, if you're listening to this. Appreciate you uh, asking us a question. Yeah, thank you so much. You can much. follow her at Instagram at Elma's. That is, let's see. E L M 1, 2, 3. 7 A's, S, and then an underscore at the very end. Great. Mm hmm. Iconic. Yeah. 
we had she was in my financial algebra class my our senior year wow mm-hmm. and i bet you both know how to do bills yeah we do <laughs> that and taxes but we i met her because uh the seating chart was arranged so we ended up sitting next to each other Fun and times. um we talked i talked about to, to her about you a lot yeah yeah i bet I was you did like i'm gonna get engaged after high school she's like okay because I don't think she believed me at first. And then everyone was like, oh my gosh, he did. Well, then after, throughout the year, uh, the more I talked about it, the more she was like, yeah, now you're going to do it. Yeah. And then both of us liked The Office, so we had this ongoing joke. And I would call her Toby. Oh, that's the friend. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. I have heard of that friend. I just couldn't remember. But I remember yeah. you telling me that a long time ago. I have this video on my Snapchat account mm-hmm. that's deleted, and it was a picture of Toby from The Office, mm-hmm. and then I zoomed in on it, and I zoomed out and zoomed in on her, and then my caption was, they're the same picture. <laughs> oh my gosh, Pam. Right? <laughs> Anyhow, back to Elma's question. It is... What have you guys been doing in quarantine? New hobbies, activities, school, work, etc.? Hmm. To be honest, I've been crying a lot more. That's my newest hobby. <laughs> I'm nice. just kidding. Um, I actually, I think that crying is healthy. I cry on a pretty regular basis. I actually cried like probably 30 minutes ago. But, um, no. I'm a, I'm a daily crier. <laughs> I actually probably am. If I don't cry for a long time, I'm not even kidding. Sometimes... I'll just be like feeling really melancholic and I'll just be like, why do I feel this way? I'll just feel like I have like an abundance of tears like sitting in my face. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes I'll like on purpose watch a sad video so I can just cry it out and then I'll like feel better. But no, in all, in all um, seriousness though, I think that any new hobbies through quarantine, honestly, I haven't really been like quote unquote quarantining the way that people other people have been because because we both still work yeah we both still work and i honestly don't really have a massive social life Mm -hmm. and we don't really go out and do stuff i mean that's the only thing that has really changed we don't really go out as much but no more date nights yeah but um yeah my work i don't really interact with people that much because or even if I do it's from a like far off distance because I teach horse lessons and like take care of horses so it's not like they're gonna catch anything or like nothing's gonna spread that way so yeah but um honestly not really any new hobbies once I'm done with school I'm probably gonna start reading more again which I really love reading so yeah that's cool yeah um for me I think I talked about it a little bit. I had a job during, like, the midst of quarantine mm-hmm. at a warehouse. Was not a fan, so I, even though I got let go, I just, I was so happy that I got let go because it was, I just, it caused me so much emotional stress and physical stress. Yeah. Noah was not a happy boy. Yeah. Um, I dropped out of college because, yeah, that's of a thing. Yeah. Because of life. Um, yeah, I dropped out right before quarantine during that. I was at UW Tacoma and some stuff came up, so I dropped out and really just have no plans on going back. 
Mm-hmm. And now, I think uh, by now, if you're a regular listener, I'm an electrician now, electrician apprentice, and mm-hmm. that's what's been really just been occupying my time. For a little bit, I went through, maybe not a phase, but I went through a segment where I really wanted to become a filmmaker mm-hmm. and make really big blockbuster movies. Mm-hmm. You know, being a director or a writer or something along those lines. Yeah. So I wrote a short film. Maybe we could do like a table read of that. That'd be a cool episode. That would be cool. Yeah. Although, isn't it a silent film? It is a silent film, but we can always read the stage directions I wrote. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Anyhow, yeah, so I wrote that. I I poured my heart and soul into this movie. I wrote a screenplay. I had costume, a costume list, a shot list, locations. We were going to build a set. We were mm-hmm. going to turn your pottery studio into a coffee shop. Mm-hmm. It was this whole deal, and the girls helped me out. We're going to help me out, and I'm hoping to still do it some sometime down the line. Yeah. But it's yeah, so cool to have those plans. But. Yeah, I agree. Now this is our passion project, and there's really nothing. This is really how I, I like to spend at least one day in my week. Yeah, me too. I really wish we could do this more often, but I know we're both busy, so. Yeah, it would be really fun to maybe figure out how to do like some sort of mini episode. Yeah. Like on a on a the the, the cut that out half. Uh, to do like a mini episode on another day of the week, but we would have to kind of figure out what a topic would be or like what the mini episodes would be about. Yeah, how we would go about those. If you have any suggestions for those, go ahead and comment on our latest Instagram post or DM us. Yeah, or you can like leave a review on Apple Podcasts and be like, "Hey, I really like your show," or you can say, "I really don't like your show," but you can still leave us five stars mm-hmm. and then you can tell us a suggestion. Yeah. But another thing that I've kind of been, I guess it's not a hobby, but like a path change that has happened during quarantine is I've decided to, like I've talked about this too, but Mm -hmm. I've decided to become a midwife and we'll be going to midwifery school, not this next fall, but the fall of 2021, which is kind of exciting. Yeah, that's awesome. But so my... My hobbies, quote-unquote hobbies lately, have been learning about how the mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell, (laughs) learning about how cellular respiration really is the building block of all life. So, if you didn't know, now you know. Yeah. So, for this episode, we're going to be discussing... We wanted to cover something a little more surface level. Like, fun. Yeah, a little more fun. It's like, obviously, we love doing the deep conversation episodes, but for this one, it's like... Why not? Why not? So, for this episode, we're going to be doing our top five favorite movies and TV shows. So, I put together a list of my top five favorite movies, and you put together a list of your top top five movies, and same for the TV shows, so... Yeah. I also kind of did six, but... A couple of them, like, go together. Oh, okay. So, but... Well, cool. And you want to start with movies or TV shows? Um, I'll let you pick that one. Let's do movies. Okay. That's what I have first, anyhow. So, the way we're doing this is five, five being our favorite, you know, but then one being, like, our all-time favorite. Yeah. So, you go first. Okay. So, my first five is going to be... Okay, so Call Me By Your Name, 
this is like okay I don't know how to say this because I have six movies and I didn't really know I could not take one off the list and maybe I'll just like touch on one afterward but it'll be like the runner-up so like an honorable mention yeah so call me by your name is the honorable mention for this list because um when I first watched it by myself I watched it when I was in Thailand um by myself I remember I had my laptop my sister had just watched it and she told me that I would really like it and we were having a relaxed day we were staying in Bangkok and I went out on the uh what's it called the balcony of the hotel we were staying at plugged in my headphones and chilled out for a couple hours and watched that um and it was really good I think that the reason I like it but the reason why it didn't make the top five is because it's about when I first watched it I thought that I was like oh it's this tragic love story and it's just so beautiful and sad and then I had you watch it with me again it was your first time and you were like I didn't really like it and the reason you didn't like it was because you had said that it was very surface level and if you don't know what Call Me By Your Name is about, it's basically about a young boy coming of age and he ends up falling in love with his professor's, like, or not his professor, his dad's, his dad, who is a professor, his intern guy um, who comes for the summer. And so it's kind of like his like sexual awakening if you will and he's just learning about who he is in life and but it's very sad because like when you watch the movie and this is what I noticed that Noah pointed out was it's like the boy is very like lovey-dovey and he's very enthralled with the romantic or like the physical attraction vibes but there isn't really anything deeper I mean, the majority of the movie, there isn't a whole lot of, like, meaningful dialogue between the two of them. And I think that that is what made me really think about it, is because it's about young love and how young people view love as just a surface level, oh, I like you, you like me, we both think each other are cute sort of thing. Yeah. But in reality, love doesn't work that way, and it has to be a very... um, like deep-rooted connection between two people so that's why i liked it and that was also the reason why i didn't like it but like it didn't take away from how good it was it's it's a super good movie but yeah yeah so that's my honorable mention should i should you go next or should should i go next okay well and then my number five that did make the list is captain fantastic which is it's a wes anderson movie isn't it no it's not um, kind of gives you that those vibes, but basically it's just about this dad and his seven kids who live in the woods, and um, and I really like it because in a nutshell, it's just about being your most authentic self and not really giving a crap about what people think of you, mm-hmm. and being able to embrace life fully and not allowing other people's opinions to affect how you pursue life. That's so, cool. Yeah, but anyhow. My number five is the only animated film on my list. I think I know what it is. It's Onward. I knew it. So Onward's on Disney Plus, and Aspen got me to watch it because she said she thought I would love it, and I did. And the reason I love it so much is just because it's 
you know, this brother's story going on an adventure. And it's so cute. It really reminded me of my brother, Alex, and myself. Yeah. So I think that's why I loved it so much. And I was just like, yeah, this totally, this could totally be Alex and I. Yeah. And one of the brothers is a little more outgoing, and one of them is a little more introverted. Mm -hmm. And it's like, obviously, Alex and I are both introverted, but I think between the two of us, I'm probably a little more outgoing one. Mm -hmm. And it's just the story of, you know, the older brother teaching the younger brother life lessons and all that and they're gonna go see their dad who's been who's passed away for a while yeah and it's really a story just like it's not about the destination it's the journey to get there Mm -hmm. which i really loved about it and the movie just has such good themes and the writing was really good and the lighting was surprisingly really fantastic the lighting the lighting it's like I don't really know how to describe it, but, like, I typically don't really care about lighting in movies. Mm-hmm. It's more about color, but it's, like, the lighting is has come so far in animation because it's, like, mm-hmm. now you can see, you know, light bounce where it was just, like, a little more harsh light because it was so direct. Oh, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. I just thought it was really good. Plus, I have to make a comment. The comedic relief in that movie, like, the comedic timing is so good. And the things that they make fun, like there's this, if you've seen it, there's this one car scene where they're like, I'm not going to give it away, but something really funny happens with a van. Mm -hmm. And like, when I first, I watched it with my sister Havana first and we were both crying. It was so like, we were both on the floor, like crying our eyes out because it was so funny. Yeah. And I think it's really hard for animated movies to make things funny to all audiences sometimes mm-hmm. like i feel like animated movies sometimes are geared more towards kids but i feel like that's definitely a movie yeah that like anyone could not to be like corny but that anyone literally could watch and, and have a good time and would be able to relate to it in some way yeah it's like it could be you and your best friend you and your brother you and your mom and dad yeah whatever also now i think about it, i actually do have an honorable mention on my list i totally like it's like I realized it because I crossed it out and mm-hmm. put something else there, but my honorable mention is an A24 film called The Lighthouse. That is a good movie. It's really good. In ter- it's really weird. It's really metaphorical and really symbolic in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. but I've been wanting to rewatch it, and I did some research on it so that I can go into it, you know, having a new perspective on it. Mm-hmm. But what really won the movie over for me was the environment like you know how you know you can see a movie and it's like oh i can imagine what that environment would be like mm-hmm. and it makes it more believable mm-hmm. so i think that movie did a really good job at creating an environment because it's like i don't exactly remember the crop ratio but the ratio is like so it's only taking up like two-thirds of the screen and you have like these two black bars oh yeah it's like a square shot yeah and it just it does a really good job at making you feel claustrophobic and it's shot on film and in black and white so it's like you know when you shoot in black and white you're more so focusing on textures rather than color yeah so and they got like really good close-ups and you know wide angles to really establish the environment of the film Mm -hmm. and it's like when you look in at the one frame there, it's like, wow, this looks like a piece of shit environment with, like, you know, no septic system. They're yeah. both, you know, using buckets to relieve themselves. And, 
It just looks really cold. It wasn't cold. even a bucket. It was just like a cup. Oh, okay. And it's just like, it looks really cold and wet and miserable. Yeah. And it's like the, and also the actors, um, Robert Pattinson and Willem Dafoe, like really sell you on it. Like, it's like, I don't see those two actors playing those characters. I see those characters. Yeah. And I think that's just what makes it such a good movie. Yeah. And it's just such a simple premise, too. It's like, it's kind of like a psychological horror in a way. It's like, it takes this premise and it like, you know totally you know makes it more complex than it actually like you know what i mean yeah i think that what's so cool about it is if you think of it in like a broad sense it's like oh it's about two guys who are on an island taking care of a lighthouse but i think that yeah i think that what's so like the scary part of it is how um how your expectation for things can not always be true Mm -hmm. and like i think that's what i think one of the major themes is like expectations because these aren't really spoilers but like but like robert pattinson is basically there for six weeks or six or eight weeks something like that Mm -hmm. to be like a co-attendant and so he sets an expectation of being there for that amount of time he sets an expectation for what he assumes it's going to be like Mm -hmm. and then um something comes up so that his stay there is elongated and i think it's something like that where it's just like what would you do in a situation where you believe that you're going to be able to leave somewhere that you need help to leave yeah and then you can't it's like it puts a little bit even thinking about it like puts a little bit of like anxiety and panic in me it's just like yeah there's also just a lot of tension in the film between the two actors yeah their characters and yeah go watch it it's a really good movie it is very good anyhow moving on to your number four my number four is little women and i'm gonna say that there's two versions there is i think there's it's from the 80s or the 90s something Mm -hmm. like that there's one from then and I really liked that movie until I saw Greta Gerwig's Little Women. And not only does she have a really incredible cast for it, but she made a few subtle changes to the... um, Oops, sorry. That's okay. The wire's going all over the place. Yeah. She made a few subtle changes to the plot that, um, that really altered the way that the film and the book go and i read the book and i honestly i can't remember right now what the ending is like for some reason i'm gonna Mm -hmm. have to read it again but um but it was just like so well done and i love that one of the main themes is about like sisterhood and since i have five or four sisters i have four sisters (laughs) five siblings i have five siblings four sisters but there's five girls or there's four girls in the movie wait I can never remember. We'll go through the names. Beth, Joe, Meg, Amy. I think that's it. Leave a comment on Instagram if you think I'm wrong. I can't remember. But, um, no, it's just about sisters and the way that life takes you and how you can connect with the people that are closest to you. I don't know. It made me cry because it's just like... It's also kind of one of those movies where it's just about embracing yourself to the fullest and being able to move through life, even though some things don't always follow your plans. And yeah. 
yeah, it's very beautiful. But anyhow, what's your number four? My number four is one of two 80s movies, and this one might be a... No, look. <laughs> it's a little weird. It's called The Fly. Oh, that was a weird movie. Yeah, I like it a lot. It's like... It was good. It's but... kind of like a psychological body horror movie. Yeah. And it's starring um, Jeff Goldblum. Mm-hmm. He's a scientist, and he figures out how to... He figures out teleportation, but... Um, and one time he does it, he there's a fly in the tele- teleporter, and it goes with him, and then he mutates it. And over time, his body slowly starts to become a fly, and it's just like... It's so disturbing. Yeah, and it's like... It's if just, you like, don't like vomit, don't watch it. If you just don't like body horror, because the makeup and prosthetics in this movie are outstanding. Yeah. It's like... Ooh, yeah, just got a heebie-jeebie just thinking at, about it. They just make it look so believable. Yeah. And I just think the char- Jeff Goldblum's character is r- very complex in a way, because, you know, he's a struggling scientist, he has a breakthrough, but then he kind of has this downward spiral, and it's like, mm-hmm. I won't spoil the end, but it's I, the ending's pretty sad in my opinion. Yeah. I also think it's wild because you start the movie, like, at least I really liked his character. Yeah, you were really rooting for him, and by the end you're like, just like... oh, he's a super cool guy, and then by the end I was like, ew, I do not like him. Yeah. But I think that's kind of the point, though. It's to point out that, you know, the way that we look at people can be altered so quickly. Yeah. But, yeah. I agree. Anyhow, your number three? My number three is an anime called Your Name. Oh, cool. And I don't think that they have an English dubbed version, so there's just subtitles. It's a movie you have to read? Yes. Yeah. Um... I went through a phase when I was 16, and, um, yeah, this is my junior year. I was very introverted. I didn't really have any friends, and so in my free time after I was done with my homework, I would come home, I would clean up and, like, get all my chores done, and I would watch a new movie every night, and I just, it's always been something that I really enjoy is just watching new movies and stuff, but, um... We should start doing that. We should. Maybe next Sunday we can, like, make it routine. You know how we go get go to a new coffee shop in Seattle every Sunday? Maybe we could start doing new movies Sundays, too. That would be really fun. We'll start next Sunday because I know you got a lot of homework tonight. Yeah, that would be really fun. Yeah. I enjoy that. Anyhow. Anyhow. Um, your name, if you like romantic movies, this is a really, really good movie. Um, personally, I'm really picky about what type of anime that I watch because there's definitely different styles. I'm not really a huge fan of action anime. I really like Hayao Miyazaki and, um, I don't remember the director of Your Name. It's not a Miyazaki film, but it's very along that style where, um, it's like very well thought out. And I think something that I love about certain animated movies is that even though they're animated they take such care and detail to make the plot line um mature and so but this movie is pretty much about um i'm not gonna spoil it but it's pretty much about two like a young girl and a young guy who really 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 are fond of each other but Mm -hmm. um will never be able to be together yeah. And it's kind of about learning how to uh, learning how to get to know someone without being able to physically be near them. 
Yeah. And learning to be able to let go. So it's really sad. Like, I I remember I started watching it like 8.30 or so. And I think it's a couple hours long. But I remember I like was crying at the end. And then I went to brush my teeth and I was still crying. (laughs) And I was like going to bed. And I was just like, it's just so sad. (laughs) But very good movie. I would... Highly recommend that one if you're interested in finding a new anime. Nice. Yeah. My number three is another horror movie. It is Get Out. That is a good one. Yeah. It's like, man, I remember the first time I watched this. I think it was with you. Uh Uh-huh. Maybe it was. Yeah, I think it was because, yes, it was because I was taking that one class that I had to watch it in. It was like a diversity class. Oh, right, right. And then I was like, hey, you should watch this with me. Yeah. Um, and every time I rewatch it, it's like, I still have such a good time. It's like, I love looking into the deeper meanings, uh, and you know, all the the symbolism symbolism and social commentary. Mm -hmm. And I just think Jordan Peele is such a good writer Mm -hmm. and he followed it up with us, which Mm -hmm. is also really good and does, has a lot of social commentary. I just think he's such a good writer and director because he's really good at pulling good performances out of, you know actors whether they're well known or just starting new mm-hmm. and i really like his writing because he writes with a purpose and he writes with the audience's expectations in mind mm-hmm. so it's like man the dude's just a powerhouse it's like yeah, yeah. he is a really cool guy yeah it's a really good psychological thriller i wouldn't really call it a horror movie but i would call it more of a psychological thriller yeah i think that there's just a lot of uh plot twists that yeah. get you. So, I agree. Yeah, it's a good one. My number two is an 80s classic. It's called Dirty Dancing. If you haven't seen it, please go watch it. So there's nothing like extremely iconic about this movie. I mean, I guess there are some things that are like, you see like the lift scene and you're like, oh, that's so iconic. But, um... There's something about it that it just gets me. So the first time that I ever watched it, my sister Dakota had graduated and was in Europe for a senior trip that she went on and she was going to be gone for about half the summer. So, um, and it was kind of like smack dab in the middle. And I was like asking my mom that since Dakota was going to be gone, I was like, hey, do you want to watch... 80s classics with me um while she's gone she was like sure so for a couple weeks we went through or for the entire time that dakota was gone like every few nights we would sit down and watch a movie together from like the 80s Mm -hmm. and i think the third or fourth one was uh dirty dancing oh cool and basically it's like there's nothing super deep or meaningful about it but It's just kind of like, it's just like a happy movie about falling in love and dancing and summertime and being yourself. And it's just a classic. It's so good. But I think that was one of the movies that really inspired me to uh, not really care about what people think of me, especially like in the context of dancing, because I really love dancing. I'm not very good at it, but I just really enjoy it. Yeah. And so, like, ever since then, whenever I go to a party or a wedding or something, I just go out to have a good time instead of worrying about what people are thinking. Well, that's cool. Yeah. 
Mine is also, my number two is also an 80s classic. It is Back to the Future. Yeah, I know that was going to be on your and list. And <laughs> it's like, I just think it's such an iconic, and I think, it, in my opinion, it's a perfect movie. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously it has flaws, but I think it's a perfect movie. It's like, everything comes full circle. It's like, it's just a fun action adventure, and I still laugh at some of the jokes that are made. Mm-hmm. And I, it's aged really well. Like, I don't know how the hell they did it, but the visual effects in that movie where there's practical or digital are still really good and they hold up well to this day mm-hmm. and i just think it's such a fun sci-fi adventure mm-hmm. and it's like yeah. it's even got like iconic music in there obviously like the opening oh yeah credits mm-hmm. and then like the power of love mm-hmm. and has michael j fox singing johnny be good that is true and earth angel mm-hmm. i just think it's so good yeah i completely agree um, is that all you have to say for that one? Yeah. Okay. So my number one is, I don't think it's very well known, but it's also an animated movie. I really love animated movies. Yeah. Um. Is it Monsters, Inc.? I'll cut that out. <laughs> oh, actually, you can keep that in. I don't care. <laughs> but no. <laughs> Just because of the memes. I know, no. It's like you have the meme where Sully's face is on Mike Wazowski's body. <laughs> and then you see Mike Wazowski again and you're like, he has one eye? And then you're like, oh, I've seen that meme way too many times. Or it's like that meme of Sully where he's looking down and his <laughs> fingers are like doing the okay sign. He's like... <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> no, that is a good movie. But this movie is called Song of the Sea. I don't think you've ever seen it, have you? Mm-mm. Okay, we should watch it together at some point. Is it anime or? It's not anime. It's two D animation. Oh, okay. It's very um. It kind of looks like watercolor art almost, mm-hmm. just like that bubbly looking appearance. Okay. But the I think that the color grading is really good. Like they have a color palette that's so identifiable. It's so beautiful, but. Um, basically it's just about this little brother and sister who live, um, on an island off of Ireland and, uh, they end up having to move to the mainland to live with their grandma and a few things transpire and it's just kind of about like Irish mythology and just like a few other things. I'm not going to say much because it's going to, it's kind of hard to explain without giving the entire thing away, Yeah. but it is like... It just makes me feel so happy inside. And yeah. I just love movies with like little kids that are just like so cute and like little brothers and little sisters that are just having a good time and going on adventures. Yeah. It's just oh, such a good movie. Yeah, I, I I think I'd be down to watch it one of our new movie Sundays. Yeah. Yeah. We should. All right. My number one is one you have never heard of or seen. It is from the 1950s, and I watched it in a film studies class. Did you tell me about it? I did tell you about it. Oh. And it's called The Night of the Hunter. Oh, yeah. And I was really blown away because this movie pulls from so many different genres. It pulls from fantasy. It pulls from folk. It pulls from adventure, horror, you know, and it's a really simple premise. It's just this brother and it's a brother and sister movie too uh and they're really young actors mm-hmm. like i would say the lead is probably 
in between Mac and Havana's age, so in between like eight and thirteen. Oh wow! I don't know exactly how old, but he carries the film. Wow! And he does such a good job, and he has a little sister that's probably about Willow's age. Aww. And they just go on this adventure, and well, maybe it doesn't start out as an adventure. It starts out as a tragedy, mm-hmm. rolls into an adventure, and. It's just got a really good message, really good writing. The cinematography is phenomenal. Yeah. Like, especially since, you know, obviously age before color. Yeah. It's like, it was so beautiful. Everything is so planned out. Everything is so, you know, well thought of Put and love and care was put into it. Wow. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. It's, I highly recommend it. Yeah. Maybe yeah. we'll have to watch it on one of our new movie Sundays. That well. sounds good. Yeah. Do you uh, have any, like, any more, like, honorable mentions that almost made the list? Um, I'm trying to think. Probably, like, okay, a comedy, Hot Rod slash Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah. Those two movies are, like, so funny. Yeah. I just... Napoleon Dynamite almost made my list. It almost made mine, too. I think that... I want to rewatch that. It's been so long since I've seen that. I know. Me, too. There's something about... Just like the whole deadpan vibes of it. He's like, like my dad and I, we were joking about, um, like we always quote some random, we have a lot of jokes where we'll like quote movies and we'll like say them to each other. But like one time he was wearing this like jacket and I was like, I like your sleeves. (laughs) But I don't know. There's just so many good movies and I actually it's saved just, a few songs from the movie yeah. onto a playlist one time. I just think it's so funny. It's like Alex and I always reenact this one scene. Is it with Uncle Rico? Yeah, it absolutely is. <laughs> it's when Uncle Rico and Kip uh-huh. yeah, are hanging out and Napoleon and Pedro are hanging out and uh-huh. then Uncle Rico's like, watch this. And then somebody picks up Kip's steak from his plate that he's oh, eating. Yeah. And he's like, watch this. And Napoleon's riding his bike with Pedro and he's about to go over a ramp and Uncle Rico just hucks that fucking steak as hard as he can at Napoleon and he nails him right in the face. And then... And his whole face, like, flips over, right? Yeah, and he, like, almost falls off the bike and... and Napoleon's just like, what the heck, man? (laughs) I love Kip, too, where he's like, you think you can tow me into town? Yeah. (laughs) Also. (laughs) Tina, you fat lord, come get some dinner. (laughs) Gosh, Napoleon, just make yourself a dead castadilla. (laughs) Just has so many iconic lines. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. (laughs) I always forget how that movie ends. Don't tell me, but I always forget how it ends. I just know that... Vote for Pedro. Oh, there go the kids. Wow. Must be having a grand time. Yeah. Yeah. No, there's so many good lines from that movie. I could honestly quote so many things. Glamour shots by Deb. Or that that scene where they go to Rex Kwando. Oh, my gosh. He pulls up Kit. He's like, try to hit me. Or she's like, try to kick me. Again. Again, steps away and just slaps him just straight across the face. Or his American in flag pants, he's like, he's like, think anyone's ever gonna want to get kicked in the face when I have a pair of these bad boys on? I don't think so. Did you know they made an animated series of that? Did they really? They did. It was oh hilarious. Gosh. And there's a, there's this one scene that I always remember 
Mm-hmm. And I think they got like almost all the original cast back. Yeah. To reprise their roles, and wow, there's just one scene where Napoleon and Pedro go to Rex Quando, and then Rex is, well, isn't Tinkerbell and his girlfriend Taco Bell stopping by? <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny. Yeah. Yeah. Anyhow, want to know a fun fact? Yeah. One year I was Napoleon Dynamite for Halloween. That's awesome. Yeah, I think that I pulled off that costume pretty well. I got the aviators. I got the vote for Pedro t-shirt. I got some... With the boots. Oh, I wore my dad's old ski boots, so they were, like, super big on me, but Mm. they also looked like moon boots. And I had some really nice mom jeans. My hair was really frizzy that night, so... If you want to scroll down through my Instagram, you can probably still find the picture. Yeah. Yeah. Got the posture and everything. Yeah. Some more honorable mentions from me as one was The Breakfast Club. Yeah. That's a good movie. And then Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yeah. That's another good one. I feel like if I had to describe my personality as movie characters, at least I feel like this is how you would describe me, is Mm -hmm. The Edge of Bender, Mm -hmm. The Charm of Napoleon Dynamite. The charm of him? Or not? No, sorry. <laughs> Keep that in a hob. <laughs> Girls like guys with skills. <laughs> Nunchuck skills. <laughs> Computer hacking skills. <laughs> skills. <laughs> you absolutely do. <laughs> oh no, my gosh. I'm just kidding. Oh. Wow, that was so funny. <laughs> that was the best thing I've ever heard. Were you going to say Ferris Bueller? Ferris Bueller, yeah. Yeah. And then, like, the sarcasm and dorkiness of Peter Parker. Yeah, that is true. If Noah were a superhero, he would be Peter Parker. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was so good. Mm. (laughs) Chef's kiss for that boy. All right. And then another honorable mention is an animated movie, Into the Spider-Verse. That is a good movie, too. I'm so excited for the second one to come out. Me, too. That one's also really well written. Mm-hmm. I agree. I also think the casting is perfect. Yes. Yeah. Agreed. Anyhow, any do you have any more honorable mentions? Um, none that I can really think of. I had Pride and Prejudice on my list. That's pretty much like a historical romance movie based off of Jane Austen's book, Pride and Prejudice. So Oh nice. I really like those historical movies that are like based off of historical books because they're just they're just good, you know? Yeah. Anyhow. Anyhow. Moving on to TV shows. TV shows. Yeah. I have one honorable mention. Oh, cool. Before we get to that, I wanted to talk about TV for a sec- TV shows for a second because okay. I think they're so in- such an interesting medium for stories because, you know, you have definitely multiple characters mm-hmm. and it's like it's interesting because you're watching them grow over a period of time, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's, you know an episode or a season or multiple seasons Mm -hmm. and obviously you have to you know try to keep things fresh and new and yeah whatnot so i just want i just want to give my two cents on yeah i agree or uh tv tv yeah as napoleon dynamite would say Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah anyhow your honorable mention my honorable mention is sorry if i was like trying to jump the gun and like leap into that oh no you're good okay anyhow my honorable mention is Mindhunter, which is a Netflix series on... There's two seasons on there. Um, basically, it's just about the, like, 
it's a crime drama. Mm-hmm. So it's about two FBI agents um, in the 80s who start interviewing blah, 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 start interviewing serial killers um, when the phrase serial killer or, or the term was not around yet. Mm-hmm. And basically it's about them trying to understand what makes serial killers do what they do. Um, to people that they don't even know because a lot of during the 80s if you don't know so side note i really like true crime i'm not at all like an investigation person but i like to listen to stuff like that because i think it's really interesting yeah but anyhow uh mind hunter it's pretty much just focusing on how they are able to profile people like that and because a lot of murders and you know tragic events like that back then happened um and still do it's like you look to the husband you look to the boyfriend you look to the angry person in their life who didn't like them and it's like nine times out of ten they did it Mm -hmm. you know but then in the 80s um these things started happening and so they started trying to create psychological profiles to understand why people were doing this and why it was causing all of this like weird stuff and how they could not catch them but how they ended up catching them just kind of goes on and on about like different things but it's pretty much the premise of the show and it's got jonathan groff in it if you know who he is he's a good actor so that's cool but um if you like true crime and you haven't watched that i would go ahead and watch it because it's pretty interesting i also have an honorable mention my honorable mention is the show shameless on showtime Yeah. yeah I just think the writing is really good in that show. And it's like, you know, it obviously was able to keep itself fresh and new. Mm-hmm. But then I kind of saw a pattern and I was like, yeah, I'm, I yeah. fell off. Obviously, I'd love to rewatch it mm-hmm. or continue finish it out because it, it's the last season was just put on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it's the series finale. Wow. Yeah. So I think I'd, I wouldn't mind finishing it out. Yeah. But I just think it was so interesting to watch this family, you know, go different directions and, you know, go through life events. And it's just so relatable. Yeah. And it's like, obviously, you can like or dislike whoever you want, but an argument can be made for both. Yeah. So I just think the show is really good at writing, you know, comedy and drama. Yeah. Along with very relatable characters. Yeah. I think it's interesting how they take a low-income like lower class family and are able to describe that But 
What were we talking about? I'm sorry, Dakota just called me, so we had to pause for a moment. Shameless. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I kind of ended my thought. It's just a cool show. Yeah. Um, you can start with your... Okay, I'll go first for this list. Okay. Yeah, so my number five TV show is American Horror Story. I That almost made it on my list. Yeah. <laughs> so the reason I put this on my list is because every season tells its own story. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the next season, it's a new characters, new plot, you know, new themes. Yeah. And I just think it, that's a really smart way and smart, creative, and new way to do a show because, mm-hmm. in my experience, no other show has really done that where it's like it tells one story for a season and then it just like starts totally fresh over. Yeah, but somehow they all kind of connect. Yeah. Yeah. And I just think it's good because it kind of is a horror show in a way. It's like mm-hmm. they have some good jump scares, some good, you know, twist turns. Lots um, of suspense. Yeah, suspense, lots of good prosthetics and makeup mm-hmm. and the writing's pretty good some of the seasons i feel kind of eh about that's why it's not it's not higher up but yeah. definitely definitely worth being on my list in my opinion yeah my number five is a show i think it was off of cartoon network um it's also an animated show <laughs> it's called over the garden wall and i think it's on nickelodeon or cartoon network i can't remember but um only reason I can't remember is because I didn't watch it when it was on the air. I watched it off of Hulu. Mm-hmm. But um, basically, it is about two brothers who get lost in the woods and they see a bunch of stuff. And it's like cute and creepy at the same time. Yeah. And the plot is very interesting, but it's a pretty short series. But I would highly recommend watching it. I really enjoyed it. And it's kind of eerie, but definitely worth it. So Yeah, an honorable mention for me, too, would be Gravity Falls. Mm, That's on my list. Oh, wow. Yeah. Don't tell me which spot, but... (laughs) Okay. Yeah, that's definitely an honorable mention for me. Yeah. I'll let you go into detail about that. Mm -hmm. My number four is an animated show, and I'm pretty sure everybody has heard of this. Mm -hmm. Rick and Morty. Yep, that is a good one. I know it's heavily based off Back to the Future, and I think that's why I like it so much. Mm-hmm. And I just think the writing and the science in that show is just so crazy. Yeah. And it's just so funny, and mm-hmm. it's like, it just takes every... It's very meta, too, in a way. Yeah. Kind of pokes fun at, you know, everyday TV. Yeah. And, you know, how there'll be, like, ongoing jokes and mm-hmm. ongoing... Easter eggs and all that, and they're they're not afraid to to break the fourth wall. Yeah, and all, and I like that. Yeah, and I just think it's a really interesting concept, especially creatively, because you know they can do universe multiverse travel, mm-hmm. so interdimensional travel, which is why it's so fascinating. Because it's like you know if you decide to kill off everybody and they even do this in an episode, mm-hmm. they can literally start over like nothing happened. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think that's so fascinating. And I also just think it gives us insight to like what we really know about our world, mm-hmm. and the you know multitude of other things that could be going on in the universe. Yeah, just kind of ma- it's one of those shows that like makes you think about stuff, and you wouldn't think that it would do that since it's animated and it's kind of it's comedy satirical. Mm-hmm. But yeah. My fourth show is called Dark. I don't think you've ever seen it. Mm-mm. It's also on Netflix. I think it's a Netflix original. 
Um, it's a German show, uh, so it's kind of hard to describe without giving it away, but it is, I think it's like, uh, not a thriller, but it's like a, a mystery. Yeah, it's like a suspenseful mystery show, and I actually haven't finished it because I forgot to finish it. But I watched, like, all of the episodes and forgot to watch the finale, which just blows my mind. But as I was making up this list, I was like, oh, this is such a good show. Um, I would highly suggest... I don't like watching dubbed-over movies that often mm -hmm. unless it's, like, a full movie. Like, a, sometimes I'll watch... Like, if it's an anime, then I'll watch the dubbed version because it's just easier. But if I have time for it and if I have, the, like, the mental space for it, I like to watch things in the original language because it kind of gives you like a um, cultural vibe of what the movie was like and so it's all in German and they do have an English dub over it but in my opinion the English dub isn't very good it's also like it gives you what you know the voice actors were actually going for yeah and what like what the real in? energy of the scene yeah. was like instead of like someone voicing over the top yeah. of it and i watched one episode with the dub and then changed it to the original and i was like oh there's such a huge difference in this yeah but i think there's six seven or eight episodes and it's only one series um but it's so good all of the characters are really well developed in my opinion and it's a little like it's like I said, it's kind of suspenseful and kind of scary and it just makes you it's like one of those things where it's like, oh, you know, you really don't know what's happening in your mm -hmm. town. Yeah. And I don't know. Somebody goes missing. It's kind of yeah. spicy and scary like that. But anyhow, my number three is another animated show and it's a regular show. That is another good show. Yeah. Uh, this one's very close to me because Alex and I would just put this fucker on and just veg out and plow through easily like a season. Yeah. I mean, obviously we could do that because the episodes are only like 11 10, 11 minutes. minutes. Yeah. Yeah. And I, they're really funny and they're really good at telling a story in that amount of time. Yeah. And, you know, throughout the series, they would, you know, advance the actual plot, mm -hmm. you know, of how it's going to end and they would develop characters and yeah. you would see them change and all that. Mm -hmm. And then obviously there's just so many iconic moments and jokes. Yeah. And to this day, Alex and I still do that. Mm -hmm. We still do the Mordecai and Remy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. And it's like, even like for a cartoon, it's like got so many iconic foods like the excellent challenge or mm -hmm. the ultimatum yeah or uh the every meat burrito <laughs> you know it's just stuff like that yeah that is such a good show i didn't think of it but it's probably one of my honorable mentions to be honest yeah yeah my number three is also animated no i just mentioned it a little bit ago gravity falls um i just like love the development of the plot in this show and it takes place in the Pacific Northwest. Yeah, it takes place in Oregon, so it's like kind of close to home, and it just like the vibes just like get me. It's it's like kind of a nostalgic show, and it's like a magic science weird show. Though. Yeah, it's, it's I just a fun adventure. I really like shows that are just like kind of odd, mm -hmm. or they're just like hmm interesting, 
And this show and Over the Garden Wall are animated in a very similar way. And I think that's why I liked Over the Garden Wall so much is because it reminded me of Gravity Falls. Mm -hmm. But Gravity Falls is... I th aren't there two seasons? Yeah, there's two seasons, and I wish there were more. But um, it definitely progresses very quickly. Yeah. And uh, it just, like... I don't know. It makes you think about magic in the world and, like, the possibilities for magic. Yeah. Did you ever see that theory that Gravity Falls and Rick and Morty are connected? Yes, I did see that theory. I read the entire Tumblr post, which was, like, super long. Yeah, I saw it on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, Film Theory is the YouTube channel I saw it on. Yeah. Very interesting YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. Um... Basically, if you haven't heard of it, the theory is, so in one episode of Gravity Falls, I don't remember who it is, um, they open a portal, and mm -hmm. three things that fly into this portal and are never seen again is a mug, a pen, a pen, and a piece a, of paper, a, yeah, a notepad, and they fly through this portal and they're never seen again, and nobody knows where they went, and then in Rick and Morty, in one of the episodes, when one of the portals is open, a pen, a pad, and a mug fly through the portal. It's very brief. But you can see it. But them. you can see it, and it's like... And it just makes you go, oh! Yeah. Yeah. And it was like this whole theory that Rick and... What's his name? Went Grunkle on Stan. Grunkle Stan mm -hmm. went on uh, adventures together. Yeah. Because he was a part of um, Rick's group. Yeah. I feel like Grunkle Stan is a very well-developed character as well. And I feel like the main guy, Dipper... And even Mabel, his sister, they're a pair of twins. They're, like, the main kid characters in the show. But Dipper and Mabel both have a very good character arc and, like, character development, in my opinion. I think Dipper more so because Mabel is kind of, like, the comedic relief in the mm -hmm. show. But even then, like... When I first watched it, I really related to her because she's, like, really happy and fun, but she's also, like, has her moments of, like, insecurity or something, so... Yeah. Yeah. Moving on to my number two. My number two is Community. Yeah. This is kind of like a cult classic in a way, mm -hmm. but it's on Netflix, so obviously more people are watching it. Yeah. And I just think it just has so many iconic moments. I never finished the series, so I'm going through that right now, which just could be why it's higher up on my list. Yeah. And it's like... It kind of reminded me of my college in a way, but I was never really heavily involved in college as much as I wish I was. Mm -hmm. And But I do know what it's like to have a really tight friend group, and we just go on these really fun, absurd adventures at, like, four in the morning, and we all just have, like, you know, that kind of chemistry where it's like we tolerate each other, but at the end of the day, we really love each other. Mm -hmm. And it's like sometimes we could piss the other person off or our group off beyond, you know, mm -hmm. but... I just think it's very relatable, and it's got... It's also meta. It's written by... Created by the same creator of Rick and Morty, Dan Harmon. Mm -hmm. um, so it's very meta, and it's really funny and self-aware. Yeah. Which is why I like it. I like things like that, too. Personally, the show is, like, in my opinion, it's a hit or miss for me, which is probably why you watch it without me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but um, there's, like, some episodes that I like, but I think the in-between episodes I'm not as big of a fan of for some reason. I don't know. Like I said, sometimes I'm, like, really in the mood for it, and then other times I'm just like, eh, not really. Yeah. But I think that I agree. The show's super well done, and I like how each character is very, like, identifiable, and they're very individual. They don't... Because there's, like, seven main characters, right? Uh, uh, Jeff, Britta, Annie, Troy, Abed, 
Shirley, Shirley and Pierce. Pierce, yeah. And Chang, if you want to count him. Chang. And the Dean. Yeah. But they're kind of side characters. They're side characters, but if you're looking at the main study group, then yeah. Yeah. So I just, I think that it's hard, especially when there are so many main characters like that. And I feel like they do a really good job of making sure that each one has their own... Own arc. Arc and their own kind of character traits. And they're really good at writing the characters differently, I yeah, think. Yeah, which I agree. I admire about that. But my number two yeah. show is Big Little Lies by the HBO channel. Oh, my Lord. Okay, if you like drama, like dramas, this is such a good show. And I'm telling you, if you're not a huge fan of, like, if I don't know. I would honestly recommend it to anybody because, like, even though you haven't seen it, I think that you still would really like it. Mm -hmm. So, basically, it's set in, I think, Santa Monica. Yeah, it's set in Santa Monica, and it revolves... It's also very good at making each character individual because there's a lot of characters in it. And, um, but it's about these five moms who, um, are in an upper class area, Santa Monica, and it's about their relationships. It's about their relationships with their husbands and how marriage and relationships in general aren't always what they seem on the outside. And... It's about um, raising kids, and I know that sounds it sounds weird when I describe it like that. But if you look up like the synopsis of the plot, mm-hmm. it's really good. And um, but basically, it's like about secrets through the town and keeping secrets. And I don't know. It's just like it also talks about the difference between. What are like I said, what a relationship truly is, and what it looks like on the outside. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know why. Like I never have been in a relationship that didn't match what people see on the outside. But I feel like it gives you a really good view of oh wow, you know, not everything is what it seems, and yeah. you know maybe people are sending secret messages to look for help or something like that. But very good. Nicole Kidman uh, is in it. So is Shailene Woodley and uh, Zoe Kravitz and Laura Dern and Reese Witherspoon. Like strong female leads. Mm-hmm. They're so good. That's cool. Yeah. But anyhow, what about your number one? For not my number one. I feel like we have the same number one. Yeah, I think Shall we, we do say too. it on three? Yeah. Three, two, one. Drake and Josh. What? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> it's The Office? Yeah. I was like, no way. <laughs> as much as I love Drake and Josh, just because it's, you know, a documentary on Alex and I. Yeah, that was a funny joke. It's, it's just, yeah, it's The Office. Yeah. <laughs> Drake and Josh is probably an honorable mention. Yeah. That along with iCarly. Yeah. Spaghetti Tacos. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice times. But... The Office. I was never allowed to watch those shows, although we did watch Drake and Josh, and I enjoyed it. It was fucking hilarious. Yeah. Okay. Let me talk about The Office for a moment. Let's talk about The Office for, like... All right. This show, if you're hating on it, there's no room for you in this room. Good thing you're listening to this on your own. You can continue listening, because in this room, in our room of our home, we only allow people who love The Office. Absolutely not true. That's not true. But 
to be completely honest. It's such a good show, and... It's a cultural icon. It's like, Michael Scott is like... I feel like Steve Carell was the best choice for that character. Mm -hmm. And I feel like he executed it so well. Like, every single line is delivered so perfectly. Every facial expression, every act... Like, it's so good. And I think it's because... Similar to how you were talking about how the character or the actors in the Lighthouse are the characters, mm-hmm. it's exactly the same thing in The Office. It's like you don't see Jim Halbert, you're like, oh, that's John Krasinski, and you don't see Michael Scott, oh, you know, that's Steve Carell. It's like sometimes I will look at Steve Carell and I'll be like, Michael Scott, I mean, Steve Carell, mm-hmm. because they're just so good at portraying those characters yeah there's also just so many iconic lines and oh my gosh it's like the when you think about it the premise of the show is really simple it's just what is life like in an office setting in a small town in a small town and obviously this concept should absolutely not work on paper yeah but it takes it and it runs with it and then it like you know dials it up to 11 yeah creates so many likable characters creates different situations for them to you know see how we ha- they handle it so much growth I also love that this show is also meta. Mm-hmm. Like, that is the plot. Is It's supposed to be meta because it's a documentary series, exactly. essentially. And especially, like, the last season, I feel like they did such a good job when they, like, quote-unquote, released the show mm-hmm. or the, the documentary series. But um, I just, like, each relationship and each character arc and each friendship and all of the funny scenes are, like so good mm-hmm. and some people say that it's like overdone or they're like overselling it but some people aren't a fan of cringe comedy and i wasn't at first but mm-hmm. then it was like okay that's why it's funny yeah you just watch it and you're just like stop please it's like watching a car crash yeah <laughs> it absolutely is i think it's just fun i think michael scott is just such a funny character because he says things that people would like accidentally say and then they put their foot in their mouth they're like oh whoops but he doesn't have that filter to be able to recognize it Mm -hmm. so he just says stuff and you're like that's really offensive yeah and i feel like nowadays if it were a show released like now it wouldn't be very well accepted but considering like the time that it was released in it was like it's still it's like it's very offensive but it's still really funny even the jokes, they're still they still land with us today. We still crack up at them. Oh yeah, I feel like it's one of those shows that will just age so well. Yeah, but oh, it's just so good. <laughs> I've watched it three times through, and we're kind of rewatching certain episodes now. We're rewatching like season this, three. Yeah, and then we'll probably go up from there. Yeah, but it's like there's just something about it. Mm-hmm. So good. I think it's. I think it tells a compelling story of people. Yeah. Yeah. People say, I am the best boss. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Both of our number ones are The Office, I think. Yeah. You guys should definitely check it out if you already haven't. And Mm -hmm. we're not obsessed with it, but I think we do have, like, a lot of jokes between us that are that stem from The Office. Yeah. Or regular show. We have a lot of jokes from regular show, too. Yeah, I agree. But yeah, let us know your favorite TV shows. Or your favorite movie. Yeah. Yeah. Give us some new movie suggestions for our Sunday movie, new movie 
deal that we just decided upon. Yeah. Shoot us a DM at the Not Applicable Show. Yeah. And let us know if you have any suggestions for how we should announce a new episode. Yeah. Or if you're listening to this, you can post it on your Instagram story and let us know what your favorite movie or TV show is. That way Mm -hmm. we can see it and be sure to tag us so that we can take a look-see and say hi. Yeah. But do you have a recommendation? I do have a recommendation. My recommendation was going to be to watch new movies, but I, I kind of scratched that. Yeah. Yeah. So now I'm kind of sitting here. I'm like, fuck, it's time for me to do the rec. Hmm. Yeah. So now I'm just kind of pondering, but I do have a rec. Yes. My rec is the Joe Rogan podcast. Yeah. A specific episode, two specific episodes. Um, I pull up my phone to see. My first episode is with Travis Barker, and if you don't know who he is, he's the drummer for Blink-182. Mm-hmm. And let me find the episode number. The episode number is 1239. Yeah. So, yeah. Travis Barker from Blink-182 on the Joe Rogan, pod- the, the Joe Rogan experience. Mm-hmm. And then my second episode recommendation is Kevin Smith, his first appearance I think, um, episode 11,023. 11,000? 1,100? 1,120, yeah. 1,123. Javi can cut that wrong part out. Yeah, 1,123. Kevin Smith, 1,123, and Travis Barker, 1,239. They both just give such great insight and life advice and wisdom, and they just talk about... um, you know, hardships and tragedies that they've been through that they've overcome and advice that they would love to offer for other people. And they're both Kevin and Travis are just so giving people and just have such kind hearts. And it really gave me a new perspective on life and how to live it, not how to live, but you know, ways I can implement that into my lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah. I really like that. The Joe Rogan experience, Travis Barker and Kevin Smith. Yes. Yeah. Fun times. Well, do you have any closing thoughts for this week? I don't think so. Give us a follow on Instagram, and we'll speak at you next week. Hashtag the NA show. Yeah. Thank you for tuning in to the Not Applicable Show, and we will talk to you next week. Goodbye. Bye.